Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey everyone, I'm Molly Cahillane, Adweek Senior TV Reporter, and welcome to another episode of Most Powerful Women in Sports, where the world's greatest marketers, media pros, athletes, and coaches share their remarkable career journeys and how they achieved peak performance. Today, we're joined by basketball legend Dawn Staley, whose resume I couldn't even begin to summarize in the time we have today. But Dawn's won three Olympic gold medals as a player, guided Team USA to a gold in Tokyo last summer, and has earned multiple World Cup and America Cup gold medals as both a player and a coach. She's the head coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks, and there aren't really words to describe just how impactful and prolific of a coach she is winning NCAA championships in 2017 and 2022, and coaching the team to six SEC tournament titles in her 14 seasons so far. Dawn, thank you so much for joining me today, and it's absolutely a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. I look forward to the conversation. Yeah, I think it'll be a good one. Lots to talk about for sure. Um, So can we start by talking about college hoops? You've got an absolute powerhouse of a team coming back this season, including double-double legend Aaliyah Boston. How are you thinking about the season? How are you approaching it? Uh, the same way. Um, we, we know that we have a, a really good basketball team returning after winning the national championship. And I think for, for us as coaches, we're just trying to keep our players engaged uh, and challenged because um, when you've won a national championship and you're bringing virtually the same team back, um, they they could be thinking is same old, same old when it it is in some sense and that – we were the hunted all season long. We again will be the hunted, and people are gonna, you know, people are gonna throw the everything in the kitchen sink at us. So we have to challenge them in different ways to not rest on their laurels of of winning a national championship last year, but more so just to stay hungry, just to be ready from a mental standpoint. Um, we got a great performance coach and. Uh, Molly Bonetti that will get them right. So we don't, that's no worries. That's something that we don't have to worry about. We got a great um, athletic trainer um, and Craig Oates who we have no worries. I think for us, it is again, keeping them engaged, keeping them challenged and keeping them healthy. Health is really the most important thing. 
Oh, definitely. I mean, we saw with Paige Beckers and her ACL already. It's We should just ban knees, I think. <laughs> right. Um, and then back in 2021, we saw the inequities in the NCAA tournament. And I know you've got some thoughts here. How do you kind of see the best ways to continue to grow some college ball and close the gap with the men? I mean, treat us like a sport. <laughs> treat us, I mean, it's, it's, it's really simple math when it comes to um, when there's stark inequities. It is somebody's in the room that's saying, uh, the men should have this and have this kind of experience. And, you know, and then I, I don't even think they're particularly saying the women. I don't even think they're saying that. They're just saying this is our this is our breadwinner. Let's take care of our breadwinner. Whatever crumbs are left, you know, everybody else got to, you know, got to scramble for them. Um, but if they just treated us like they treat the men, not not the same, the same mentality, like men's basketball, men's college basketball is a multi-billion dollar um, um, experience, so to speak, because it is. They experimented with it. It became big and now it's, it's huge. They got more money than they could ever, you know, utilize if they just would keep that mentality with women's basketball in particular. And I'll, I'll say that throughout any sport, any sport, but I'm going to speak from women's basketball perspective. If they treated it like that, you know, I don't know if we're a billion dollar um, um, generating sport, but I know we're hundreds of million. I know, I do know that. Like I do know that. And when you have, Hundreds of millions or billions, that's a lot of money. That's a lot, it's a lot of money that that you can actually treat women's basketball players, um, you know, like like who we are. We're incredible athletes. We are gifted, we are elite, we are talented, and all those things that make up men's basketball. We we are all of that. I mean, exactly. And have you seen progress over the last couple of years and kind of a shift in the mindset or is it still more the same old, same old with how women's basketball is treated? There was, there was a big shift from, from 2021 to 2022. Big shift, big shift. But, you know, the, the magnifying glass was on, was on our tournament all season long. So, so there, there, there was supposed to be a change. Let's just see come 10 years down the line, if, if that change increases to a, a place where, you know, every every young woman that competes in the NCAA tournament, um, they feel like their experiences is equitable to the men. And then hopefully when we see that and how much money that will generate, um, then we can go on individual campuses and get that straight. Because that's not straight either. As far as uh, the pay gap, um, as far as the treatment gap, all of it is not it's not equal as much as you know, as much as we want to think that it's not equal. So, you know, I think nationally we got to get it right. And then once they see it work and and perform and 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 generate millions of dollars, that's when everybody's going to want a piece of the pie. And that's when we got to get our, our campuses straight. 
Yeah, it's pretty much the epitome of if you build it, they will come. The money's there. The eyes are there. You just got to invest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to jump back in time a little bit. So you played a very big role in the 1996 Olympic team, and that really fundamentally shifted the landscape of women's basketball. You then played for the WNBA's Charlotte Sting and Houston Comets. Uh, six-time All-Star, I believe. <laughs> um, so the W is experiencing some massive momentum right now. You're seeing its most watched season in 14 years. Playoffs are up double digits. What's that journey been like for you, seeing the evolution of a league you first joined back in 1999? And where do you see the future of women's pro ball going? Um, I mean, I, I, I see... I mean, it's, it's actually very similar to, you know, all of women's sports. Like... <laughs> You know, you pour into it, you're going to you're going to really get something out of it. If you don't, you know, it's much easier to say, you know, women's sports aren't worth anything because, you know, if you don't put anything into it, you're not going to get anything out of it. But we 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 are a popular sport from, you know, from the little girls playing it to the, you know, the the, the grown women in the WNBA and all all in between. Um we are incredibly talented. We are, we are in demand. We are in demand. Even when you try to make it hard for us to see, um, to be seen, we are in demand. There's, there's no stopping uh, women's sports. We're on the rise. And I just hope that the decision makers and the people who are pouring money into um, sports will come on on our side and, and watch you know, you watch their their return on investment grow tenfold because there's room for that to grow. Yeah, and I think we're finally starting to see it. I mean, the, Google just announced they're going to sponsor the FIBO uh, World Cup for the first time, and then you're seeing all the WNBA sign all these changemaker partnerships, playoffs expanding from getting rid of single elimination, moving to three, skipping the buys finally, no more straight to semifinals and getting knocked out in one game. Uh, and then you're seeing that in the numbers too. The ratings are up double digits this year. I mean, that is all predicated on um, what women do to prepare themselves for these moments. These athletes prepare for these moments, and um, I'm, I'm glad that there are a whole lot of eyes are watching. I'm glad that some companies are getting on board um, now. And I think it, there's a lot of room for our sport to grow. And the more and more companies like Google get on, um, they're, they're leading the way for us to be to be great. I, I can't wait. I think the sky is the limit. I think there will be um, uh, million-dollar players um, in, our profession, in the professional rankings in the WNBA sooner than later because it's, you know, it's about – it's about supply and demand. And that right now, there are very little jobs for WNBA players. When there's some expansion coming on, you're going to see the very best talent um, in in one place. And there there isn't – there's only one direction to go, and that's up. Agreed. And, I, I mean, we're, t- we're talking expansion sooner rather than later, and I know Philly might get a team – yeah, I think Philly's ready. Philly, you know, Philly's a, a really harsh city, um, but it loves up on its sports. And I think now is the time. I think now is more popular to have uh, women's professional sports in Philly um, because we want to win. Philly, Philadelphians want to win. They want 
They, they, they want you to do it the right way. And then they want you to win because it, it's a lifestyle. Sports is a lifestyle in Philadelphia. And we, you know, we, we go as our, our, our teams win and mm-hmm. we go as our teams lose as well. And that's the, that's the beauty of it. So I, I do think we get a women's professional uh, team there, a WNBA team. I know it'll be supported in ways in which um, it hasn't been in the past. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, I can't wait to see it. Um, and then shifting gears a little bit, I know you're a huge advocate for those around you. And right now you're one of the most vocal in the sports landscape about Brittany Griner's wrongful detainment in Russia. What has made you such a vocal proponent here and how can others step up to? I, I know Brittany. I think one, you, you, I have a relationship with with Brittany. I know Brittany. I I coach Brittany. I've I've seen Brittany um, grow. I've seen Brittany. You know, I know her wife. So when you know someone, when you really know someone, um, you don't want any hurt, harm, or danger to come to come to them. Brittany's in a place. She's in a helpless, voiceless place, and. When one of our sisters, and I call her my sister, I call her my friend, when one of us is hurting, all of us is hurting. So I'm a part of her village. I'm a part of her basketball family. And one of us, one of us is in a dark, dark place from a, you know, from a, you know, I don't think mentally she's in a dark space. I just, just being in Russia is a dark space. And we have to do what we need to do. We need to call on our president, our vice president, because when you do, actions take place. I know people are working behind the scenes. I, I do know that. I know, you know, Secretary Blinken is, is, is working and doing his thing and things don't move as quickly as we would like them to do. We just want them to take advantage of every everything possible to get Brittany home and and bringing Brittany home, if that can get Paul home, if that can get other Americans home, then we need to do that. But for me, my Brittany Griner flag has been waving for a long time. And for those who feel like I don't speak out enough on, on the other ones, well, if y'all going to come on my social media pages, y'all have pages too. Like, you guys can be advocates for... For, for for everyone. But I know Brittany Griner has a big enough name that she can get more than more than just herself um released 
from from being in the captivity of a, a Russian prison. Mm hmm. And I know the W stepped up this season. It's carried on BG's heart and soul shoe drive. You've also been honored numerous times across multiple cities for your community leadership. You co-founded Inner Soul, which gives new sneakers to unhoused children and children in need. And you pretty much exemplify leadership and service. I'm curious why this is such a priority for you and how it's kind of shaped your journey over the years. Um, I, I'm, I, I come from underprivileged beginnings. Like I grew up in the projects in North Philly. You know, I... I know what that feels like. Although, you know, my mom was rich and disciplined. My mom was rich in making sure that her kids did the right thing, rich in doing the right thing. And everybody doesn't have that in their household. So I want through giving new sneakers out, I want to give young people hope, like hope, hope, you know, not necessarily, I mean, money's great, but if you can give somebody hope, hope yeah, they can be successful and, and we're utilizing our platform to give young people hope to for a better life for more self-esteem more confidence um and the ability to concentrate because they're not competing with they're not in competition with the their peers who who probably some of them come to school well-dressed with new sneakers on if we could take one thing off their plate and put a new pair of sneakers on their shoe, on their feet, um, it goes a long way. Because when I grew, when I was growing up, when I was that young, little dirty girl growing up in North Philly, I didn't care what I looked like from my ankles up. But the sneakers, game changer, life changer. It's pretty much another example of you using your platform to advocate for others. It's great, Don. Um, and then I know you've partnered with the footwear company, Ufos. I see those spots during W games. So when you teamed up with them, what intrigued you about them as a brand? And then kind of in general, when you're looking to form these kinds of partnerships, what's important to you in choosing a brand? Well, with, with Ufos, I, um, I, I was wearing Ufos probably six years before I actually partnered with the company. And I'm, I'm really not a, I don't like slides. Like I've never been one to wear, like I don't, you know, people wear them as a, you know, as a fashion statement, but I, you know, I, I didn't, but, and then one, one of my friends who's a softball coach, Beverly Smith here at South Carolina, she gifted me with a pair of UFOs six years ago. And it probably took me a year to actually try them on. <laughs> Seriously. Cause I don't like slides. And the moment I try them on, was the moment that really changed my life. Cause I got bad knees, I got bad dogs, I got bad feet. Um, but when I wear the UFOs, I don't even think about the steps I take. Be before that, yes, it, I, I gotta look and see if I there's a crooked, you know, sidewalk. When I'm in those, it's like one less thing I have to worry about. So when they approached me, it was a natural fit. Like I don't. I, I met the. I met a. I met the president Steve, um, because I'm a avid. Av, I'm a. I. I love. I love softball. Like I love. I love college softball. So through our coach here, I met the coach at Columbia, um, Jen Teague, and she came to visit and she saw ufos on my feet, and she was like, I know. I know the president. I was like, you do? I was like, I need some more. <laughs> so, 
Seriously, she connected us. And uh, Steve was providing me UFOs for for a while. And then when I came back from the Olympics, he called and he was just like, you know, let's partner. Let's see where this could take us. And and if if I had a dollar for every person that came up to me and told me they bought a pair of UFOs because of those commercials, um, I'd be a rich woman because <laughs> it, it, it really is like it's. I, I have to have a connection with something that I really believe in and that I can get behind. Um, UFOs was a natural partnership because I had been wearing them for, for, for such a long time. And and I know that some of my older friends, our fans here at South Carolina, what we did was when I partnered with UFOs, we have we have a like an exclusive um, fan. We call them fam club. It is a fan club. We call them fams because they're family. Um, we give we give gifts out each year, and one of the gifts we chose last year was a pair of ufos. Um, and seriously, see, we give out nice stuff, but ufos was was very very different because some of them are older. Um, some of them were like, "Well, what are these? What?" They, at first, they didn't know because we, we we told them what the package was about. They were like, oh, you know, what are they? And then once they got them, they wore them. Um, they they gave Christmas gifts, UFOs as Christmas gifts uh, during Christmas time. So it was cool. It, it's, it really is a cool company that that they're recovery shoes. So they're not your your, your regular slides. You use them, you work out recovery they make you feel good i might have to go buy a pair now <laughs> you do because and you'll you'll give me your testimony on it too because they're they're really they really are life-changing all right and then don i have to know how are you everywhere so you just uh, killed it at the american cornhole league world championships and now i hear you're gonna drive a nascar pace car what can't you do and how do you have time for all of this listen you know, I, 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 I'm at an age where I'm going to try anything like the cornhole. I never played cornhole before a day in my life. So I got, you know, I got, you know, uh, Terry Kirby, we, we are UVA grads and he was a participant and I just get asked him to give me, uh, a couple of tips. He gave me some tips and, and it ended up working out. I was with the best player in the world. So you, you can't, I mean, you can't lose when you're playing with the best cornhole player in the, in the world. And then a NASCAR, when we won in 2017, um, Darlington, um, race, they, they called me, asked me if I wanted to ride in the pace car. And I did that. And it was a really cool experience. And, you know, we won it again and they were like, okay, you're going to move 12 inches over to the driver's seat. Now, no, now, now I, I wasn't paying attention as a as a as the um, passenger, so I wasn't paying attention because I was just looking around. But as the driver now, I know there are a lot more instructions and a lot more responsibility to do that. But I'm gonna have fun with it. I cannot wait to see you drive a race car. <laughs> um, and then you've also been dipping your toes into broadcasting a little bit. You were just an analyst for the WNBA's Commissioner Cup in July. What was that like? And do you kind of see a future in broadcasting? Yeah. I, I, that was cool. I mean, it was really cool. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, 
but you know my you know my my professional analysts did a great job. I mean, again, I I always seem to link up with people who are just willing to help uh, help. The, they helped the broadcast go smoothly because I, I had no idea. I was just talking as if I was home in my living room. <laughs> no, I don't really see it in my, I don't. I, I like to mm-hmm. guest appear every now and then and, you know, it's basketball. So I like to bring a little different spin to it as if I'm in my living room. And I thought people, people enjoyed it. Yeah. And then Don, we are almost out of time, but I just, I have to ask, what advice do you have for women and girls who want to break into the sports landscape in a meaningful way? Um, I, I, to break in to break in our sport, you, you're gonna have to persevere. You, if you really love it and you're passionate about it, um, it it's gonna come with a great deal of sacrifice. Um, I don't think I, I haven't met anybody that had just a smooth ride getting into anything. So. Um, the bumps and bruises will come, you know, being uncomfortable will come. You have to, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable, um, when you get into this sport, because it'll take you on an incredible journey, a, a ride that you'll be incredibly grateful for. But if you jump off, you got to start back where everybody else starts back. But if you continue, you know, you can, you, you can do some great things. Um, but along the way, I would say just pull people up. Pull people up, you know, lend a hand, uh, uh, lend your competition a hand. Seriously, because, you know, the world of sports is a gift that keeps on giving. The more you give to it, the more it'll give back to you. That's great advice. Don. thank you so much for being here today. I absolutely enjoyed our conversation. And please, uh, audience, join us next week for the next episode of Most Powerful Women in Sports. Thank you for listening to Adweek's Most Powerful Women in Sports, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Amanda Sickler, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heal, and edited by Lane McGibney at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcast. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.